Hello and welcome to The Shepherd's Voice, the podcast of Catoctin Covenant Presbyterian Church here in Percival, Virginia. My name is Pastor Ben Franks and I'm here with uh, Pastor Charles Biggs. Good morning. Good morning. So we are doing a part two of the, the kind of study we started last time. We're in October. We are coming right up on the 505th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. And uh, as we as we do that, it's a good time for us to look back and remind ourselves what was the Reformation all about. And we're we're using that uh, kind of summary that has has developed of, of the Reformation teachings, known as the five solas. And last time we had the chance to uh, look at sola scriptura and sola fide, scripture alone, faith alone. And today we want to uh, really kind of look at the the last three of those. So, Pastor Biggs, could you help us think through those three solas and, and what they mean? Yes, I would be happy to. The third sola of the Reformation is sola gratia, or grace alone. And this is where our hearts uh, should triumphantly cheer uh, in the grace of God. We are those by nature um, who are born under God's wrath and condemnation in Adam. Um, Adam was our representative, and he sinned against God, and we sinned against God in Adam as our representative head of the covenant of works. And we also have, from the moment we were able to breathe, we have sinned against God in our words, thoughts, and deeds. And so we have nothing to offer God, not even our best faith. Um, you know, we want to make a distinction between uh, what we might call volitional uh, the uh, uh, ability and moral ability. Um, you know, we can choose at any time whatever we want to choose, but we in our fallen nature will never choose God. We will never choose God. We'll, cho- we'll choose a God substitute. We'll choose some kind of religion. We'll choose a cult. Uh, we'll choose a Christ that's not the true Christ. That's how our hearts work. We want things on our terms. We most of the time make ourselves idols or gods, but the truth is that we'll never choose God. Okay. Morally, we have an inability to choose what is right and good and, and, and gracious in Christ. And so while we will choose what volitionally, what we want most at the moment, which is not God in Christ through the Spirit, um, we have a moral ability. We're unable. We're, we have an inability to choose what is good, true, and beautiful in the truest sense in Christ. We have an inability to believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ and thus be saved. And so sola gratia focuses on the sovereign, initiating work of God in Christ. As our Lord Jesus says in John 6, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. And then he says, uh, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. That inability, that moral inability to honor God by faith is just not in us. No one can come to me, uh, the Lord Jesus says, unless the Father who sent me draws him. And so, Sola Gratia focuses on the fact that God, in his sovereign power, while we are dead in transgressions and sins, as Ephesians 2, 1 through 4 says, while we're following the prince of of the power of the air, God makes us alive while we're dead. It's a monergistic 
holy, powerful, sovereign, initiating work of the Almighty God in Christ by His Spirit that raises us up from the dead. It's, uh, it's pictured in Jesus Christ when He goes to the tomb of Lazarus, and Lazarus has been dead uh, for four days. And uh, there's a stench, there's a smell of death in the air, and Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. And in His almighty, sovereign power, Lazarus comes forth. And that's uh, what Sola Gratia focuses on. It's that we're not cooperating with God's grace uh, in Christ. We're not uh, a little bit believing here and God doing a little bit on his side. It's nothing like that. That's synergism. That's wrong. Synergism is right in sanctification. We'll talk about that at another time. But monergism in our salvation is the only biblical way because we would never cooperate with God. We have a moral inability to do that. Um, and so to say that we could cooperate with God's grace uh, in order to our salvation would, first of all, um, using the picture of Lazarus, it would, it would be a, a, like a dead man. Um, who is, is helping Jesus Christ in his powerful sovereign call to, 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 to come out of his grave. Dead men don't walk. Dead men don't wear plaid. Dead men do not believe. And so we cannot believe apart from that sovereign initiating work of God, that monergistic work of God, where he uh, calls us forth out of the death of, of the death in, in trespasses and sins. And um, as Titus 2 says, that the grace of God has appeared bringing that salvation to all men, teaching us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and lusts and to live upright godly lives in this present age, waiting on the appearing of the glorious God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, um, who loved us and gave himself to purchase for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. And so that grace alone, very important to emphasize, is all from God and all for his glory. And it's, it's not cooperating through the church or cooperating individually with God in order to be saved. It's simply have, being one who is passive and having God act upon us and call us forth from the grave simply because of his grace alone. The fourth sola is solus Christus or Christ alone. And this is accenting really uh, that, that Christ, that there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, that no one comes to the Father um, except through Christ alone, that Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, Christ alone, or solus Christus, is to highlight that there may be good examples in the saints and in Mary um, there's uh, wonderful helpers in the angels, but none of those are mediators. That the only reason why we possess salvation, and particularly the promise of the Father, uh, who is the Holy Spirit, is because of the mediation of Christ. It's because of Christ, uh, before the foundation of the world, agreeing to come and living and dying and being raised and being enthroned on behalf of a people the Father would give to him, that he would never cast out. It's Christ alone. Uh, it is because of Christ alone that believers have the Holy Spirit, and it's always through his mediation. It's through his mediation that we continue in the Christian life. It's not the prayers of the saints. It's not us praying to a saint. It's not us going uh, to Christ through uh, his mother Mary. Uh, Mary is a saint along with us who is a recipient of grace alone through faith alone uh, because of Christ alone. 
she thanks God uh, as her Savior uh, in Christ. And so, Solus Christus is to just focus on Christ alone as that very important mediator between God and man. If we want to be made right with God, how's a man made right with God? He's made right with God through the grace found in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, received by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and, um, and receives the Spirit because of the Lord Jesus Christ. In John 5, 39, the Lord Jesus says, You search the Scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about me. At the end of uh, uh, Christ's life, he tells uh, his disciples that you're going to go forth as witnesses and remember. And he says, starting with Moses and the prophets and the writings, he said that these are the scriptures that are about me from beginning uh, to the end, from the alpha election of salvation to the omega consummation glorification of God's people. It's all about Christ as the central savior, mediator, bridegroom, lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world and only mediator between God and man. So many things we could say about that. Every sermon must be solus Christus because of grace alone, because of be, through faith alone, it, that if you think about it, every teaching, every sermon ought to be founded from the scriptures, from the God-breathed scriptures, and uh, teach people that uh, we're saved by grace alone, uh, in Christ alone, received by faith alone, and that leads us to the fifth one, all to the glory of God alone. Uh, soli Deo Gloria, all to the glory of God alone. The psalmist says, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but do your name be the glory. The Bible tells us that from him and through him and to him are all things to God be the glory. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, um, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all to the glory of God. And so what brings God the greatest glory is that God in his majesty, his thrice holiness, his perfection, his purity, his love, his mercy, uh, his work as the triune God, Father electing, initiating, authoring our salvation, the Son accomplishing that salvation through his precious blood in union with our humanity, and the Spirit awakening us, uh, reviving us, reforming us, um, being with us, bringing all of the, the benefits of Christ to us, illuminating our, our hearts and minds. All of that brings glory to God because man has nothing to do with it. And it's all about God. So from beginning to end, from that alpha election in the Father, through the Son, by the Spirit, to that omega consummation, uh, the Father, Son, and the Spirit, world without end. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Uh, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. A world without end. Amen and amen. And so the Reformation, the revival that we want to remember by the power of the Holy Spirit in each generation. As we pass it along to our children, we want to remember these five solas. Scripture alone is the foundation. Faith alone reminds us of receiving that righteousness from God in Christ. The righteousness that he demands, he provides in Christ. Grace, remembering that it's all of grace, not of works. And it's nothing that we've contributed, not even a little teeny tiny faith. That's all of grace. That's all a gift. But it's all about Christ as one mediator between God and man. It's all for God's glory alone. Let us be humble. Let's be humbled in the dust, be thankful, and go forth and live for him today. Amen. Yeah, and, and just to see how 
each of those five, you know, each one leads to the other, doesn't it? That there's that recovery of the scriptures, which leads to a, a new understanding of faith and an understanding that faith is not, uh, as some have conceived it, some have talked about faith as if it's, you know, God is taking all the complexity of the law and replacing it with just one rule you've got to keep. You just got to come up with some faith and then you can get it. And uh, and that's, that's that, 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 that ignores what we see in grace alone, that even the faith we have doesn't come from us. It's a gracious gift, all of which is pointing to Jesus Christ and all of which is here for the glory of God. And, and just to see how, you know, for all of the historical peculiarities of the uh, Reformation and the, 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 the details that they're dealing with of medieval Roman Catholicism, which it, it might, might feel distant from our context in some ways, when you get at the theology underneath, you see that they're, they're really speaking to persistent human questions and persistent issues and temptations of our hearts and just gloriously drawing out the clear, pure teaching of Scripture on these on these vital issues, and so it's it's fitting and helpful for us uh, each year to come back to these uh, familiar these old paths and and remember what our forefathers have taught us. Amen. If I may say one last thing, um, it, it, this should not only encourage our hearts to worship and discipleship; it should encourage our hearts to evangelism. What a great and powerful God who's brought us forth from the dead. He can use us as His weak and yet powerful instruments to bring others forth from the dead. He's pleased to do that. And so the, 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 the five solas are not to just merely stop in discipleship and worship. They're to, be, to go forth to the ends of the earth, knowing that Christ is with us to the ends of the earth and, and being faithful to continue his work of reformation and revival yes. by his grace. And historically, that's exactly what happened. As there was that recovery of the Reformation, the missionary movement was born. And so let us all be uh, good sons and daughters of, of the Reformation in our day. If you'd like to learn more, you can find resources about this and many other topics on our church website, www.catoctin.org. That's www.ketoctin.org. And you can find out more about the work of Pastor Biggs as the regional home missionary of the Presbytery of the Mid-Atlantic at www.joiningtheharvest.org. If you found this episode to be useful, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. If you have questions that you would like us to answer or consider in a future episode, you can send those to us at shepherdsvoicepodcast at gmail.com. And as always, we encourage you to join us for our next episode of The Shepherd's Voice.